The Alpha Horizon. Thinking different. Acting aware. Welcome, everyone. My name is Alberto Gallo, Portfolio Manager at Algebris Investments. For decades, investors have been used to a safe haven asset where they would be able to hide during a storm. Since the global financial crisis, however, central banks have been buying trillions of government debt, pushing their yields to negative levels. Moreover, since the last few years, risk-free assets have been moving in tandem with stocks, which means that during a sell-off, both stocks and government debt go down. In this podcast, we're going to talk about how investors can survive without a safe haven assets and how we're changing our portfolio to adapt to this new environment. Have risk-free assets disappeared? In a 1951 film, Alice in Wonderland says that in her world, nothing would be what it is because everything would be what it isn't. In Alice's world of markets, risk-free rates and risk-free assets have become risky. What this means is that at the beginning, central bankers went to investors and they said, we're always here to protect you. Central bankers started to buy assets, government debt, stocks, for example, across the US, Europe and Japan. And investors bought these assets with the idea that there would always be a safety net. What this means, however, is that there are more days where markets are calm during the year, around, call it 360 days of sun. But in the five days where it rains, where the central bank safety net disappears for one reason or another, these are five days of hurricanes. Volatility, in other words, is very binary because there's only one large buyer with a potentially unlimited balance sheet that's driving the market. The second consequence that is different from before central bankers stepped in is that all assets are moving together. Initially, in normal times, you would have stocks going up and government debt going down, or vice versa. In a risk-off day, you will have stocks going down and government debt going up in price. Today, what happens is that because every investor is second-guessing central bankers and when government bonds are being bought by central bankers, stocks go up as well, then as this reverses, all assets tend to go down in tandem. And this means that there is a lack of safe haven protecting and diversifying portfolios. And finally, a market which is completely controlled by one buyer, the central bank, is a market that becomes increasingly fragile. This means that in good times, there's plenty of trading liquidity and investors can buy and sell what they want, although most of the times there are buyers. But when things are bad, then it becomes really hard to even sell relatively safe assets. In 2020, in the first quarter, for example, even investment-grade ETFs went down below their net asset value by 4 to 5% until the Federal Reserve stepped in at the end of March to buy them. So we have a bigger fat tail of volatility with more days of uh, sun, but fewer, heavier hurricanes. We have all the assets moving in tandem and we have a very fragile liquidity where investors most of the time can trade, but sometimes the door is too small to get out. What's the impact of the pandemic? The pandemic has pushed governments around the world to increase their spending. Fiscal deficits have gone to double digits in the US and Europe. And central banks have supported governments by buying more assets and uh, pushing government yields to even lower levels. Government spending during the pandemic has a difference, though, compared to what it was before. Rather than corporate tax cuts, during the COVID crisis, we're helping the real economy. Governments are finally spending to help individuals, SMEs and states. What this means is that there's a higher likelihood of having inflation, which means that government debt yields are not only low in nominal terms, but also even lower against inflation. 
the cost of holding a safe haven asset, in other words, is even higher. How can investors navigate without a safe haven? The past few years of calm and sudden moments of volatility have taught us three lessons in the market. The first is that it's a better idea to build a portfolio with a barbell approach. This means not investing fully in one asset, because even safe assets can become unsafe during a generalized sell-off, but creating a mix of riskier assets and cash. For example, a portfolio which is 70% invested in double B debt and cash has outperformed even on a hold to maturity basis versus a portfolio that's fully invested in triple Bs. The second lesson is to have more liquidity than you think you need. Normal investors would avoid having too much liquidity in their portfolios because they think that it would be expensive and there would be an opportunity cost versus having other things. However, when interest rates are low, the opportunity cost of having cash in your portfolio is lower. And secondly, when everyone is running out the door, cash gives you invaluable optionality. And for these reasons, we hold between 10 and 30% of cash almost at all times in our portfolios. The final lesson is that after over a decade of QE, there is a lot of sectors in the economy that have not restructured, which should have restructured in a normal crisis. In other words, there's a lot of corporate zombies. The proportion of high-yield bonds in the distressed or stressed area in the European and US markets has doubled versus pre-COVID, even though the market as a whole is back to almost normal levels. This means that it is a time for investors to pick the winners and losers. Over the last 10 years of QE, both government debt, stocks, and pretty much every other asset rallied. From now on, the lesson is that active managers were able to understand which companies are the survivors and which companies will thrive versus which ones are zombies will really outperform the market. And that's all for today from the world of uh, Alice's financial markets. Thank you for listening. The Alpha Horizon. Thinking different. Acting aware.